Why is powder coating so hard to learn? What does the future of powder coating look like? Maybe this man knows. We explore this through his humble beginnings and talk about the broader industry. I sit down with Joey Gulliver from PowderX, who can tell you it's problematic. But that doesn't stop people from lining up to hear what he has to say or find out in his powder coating course. After all, he is the face of custom coating. He offers training and equipment for people that want to start a powder coating business, bring powder coating in-house, and grow an existing business. Today, we're all going to be PowderX students. Get ready to level up your powder coater game. Welcome to Ross Coates Powder Coater Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Scott. Today, we have a gentleman on our show that I've been wanting to have for uh, on the show for a long time. He's a busy guy. And uh, if if pa- Ross Coat and the podcast is the voice of custom coding, then I'd say that this gentleman here is the face of custom coding. Um, he has trained thousands of entrepreneurs uh, in the world uh, uh, about starting your powder coating business um, and running a profitable operation. He's been recognized in uh, Business Leader Magazine as one of the top 50 entrepreneurs in the country. And he was selected by NASA to help them um, and consult them on powder coatings for the Space Shuttle Project. <clears throat> Uh, He's also been featured on Power Horse, Muscle Car, Power Block Trucks, Extreme 4x4, and Spike TV. So we're happy to uh, have Joey Golliver of Powder X on the show today. Welcome, Joey. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Good. So where are you based? I am based just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in a small, well, I say small town. It's it's actually rather large, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but I, we are based in Middle Tennessee. Awesome. A lot of, I've been interviewing a lot of people, like I know Black Label's there, uh, Reno King is there. There's a lot of stuff happening in Tennessee. I'm kind of curious what's going on there. You know, I don't, I don't know. They say the the county that we're in is like, it's, I think it's supposed to be like the fourth fastest growing county in the country. And I can tell you that the roads and the, 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 the red lights and the traffic signals and everything haven't caught up to the people that are here. Cause it's, it's a little crazy sometimes, but I, you know, it's, the weather's not, it's not as hot as Florida, whatever. No, we have no state income tax. So, uh-huh. um, and everybody's still, you know, it, it has that Southern friendly sort of vibe and things going. It's pretty good taxing things like that for business. So, yeah, you know, and, and I guess when uh, a lot of the lockdown stuff started and this, that, and other, you know, Tennessee obviously had their, their share of stuff, but it wasn't quite as bad as other areas. And, and I think that probably led to a lot of it as well, but you know, it's not too bad. It's uh not a bad place to be. And, and the weather's kind of not too cold, not too, how's the winters there? You know, the winters aren't that bad. We may see now why I say the winters aren't too bad. I I got snowed out a few weeks ago when the ice storm hit 
I was, uh, I have a daughter that plays college softball and she was, uh, I was at a tournament in South Alabama when the ice storm come through middle Tennessee. And, uh, I called the offices and called home and they said, Hey, there's an ice storm. And I said, then I'm going to Florida and I'll go visit customers in Florida. I don't <laughs> do cold very well. Uh, but, uh, typically we just, you don't really see ice. You may see snow once a year, once every other year, not that bad. And the summer gets pretty hot. It's, it's, it's yeah. hot and it's humid and, and all those fun things, but uh, you don't really have the, it's not as hot as say Arizona. And then, you know, in the winter, it's not as cold as say, you know, Colorado or whatever. So we, you have seasons, So, but yeah, not too awful bad. It's, it's kind of middle of the road all the way around, I guess. That's good. That's probably why so many people are, I've heard a lot of millennials are moving to the South these days. So you own a, a company that uh, basically helps people that are interested in getting custom coding into that business going. Um, I think you sell products. Tell us how you got started and then tell us a little bit more about Powder X and what it, what it does. Well, I graduated high school in 1986. And I, I did too. Oh, really? Class of 86? So you're, you, so you had like the, the case of Aquanet and the whole and the parachute pants and all the roots. Can you tell? No, well, I mean, I'm glad this is a video. They'd say that I, I, I had my, my hair didn't turn gray, it turned loose. So, uh, <laughs> no, no need for hairspray or shampoo. I save money on hair products anyway. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know what? That's all right. I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, it, if, as long as I don't get, if people quit uh, mistaking me for the rock, I'm good. So <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that issue. Either. But uh, no, so I graduated high school in 1986 and um, I was going to work my way. Through. I went to college to be a high school math teacher. And I was working my way through college at an office furniture manufacturing facility in North Alabama. They happened to have one of the first large powder coating systems in the country. And Nobody knew how to run it. Nobody at that point there were no there were no books, no education. Heck, there there was pre Google. Like you, it was it was baptism by fire. You just figured it out. Matter of fact, there weren't any fax machines. I don't even, or well, I think there were fax. There weren't cell phones. Obviously, there there right. were. Uh, I don't even know in the, in the late eighties if we even had the pagers at that point. But we had computers uh, and pagers. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't nowhere near what it is no. what it is nowadays. So we had to, we, um, our computer class consisted of doing basic, which is writing code. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I had a project, I believe it was my senior year in high school that I, we, I graduated with maybe a hundred people. And for one project that was supposed to take months to do was put in everybody's name and make something that would alphabetize them. I'm like, <laughs> Man, you can do that on your phone. Like Siri will do that for you nowadays. It's yeah, crazy. today they teach applications, right? You know, yeah. they don't even teach them code. Yeah. Oh yeah, this that's is how much the world has changed, people. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's yeah, it's you actually have to. I remember the first uh, fax machine that I saw. I was sitting with somebody, and we kept uh, kept putting the paper in. You type in the phone number, and off it go. And then we're like, well, it must not be working because it keeps coming out of the other side of this thing. So. Uh, you know, not knowing that we were just a hundred times over and over to the folks. It's a, uh, it's crazy how it goes, but no, I went to, I was going to college to be a high school math teacher and 
and, and working my way through this one. And I, I was promoted rather quickly to be a supervisor uh, doing at the place, doing this coding stuff and had to, I took it upon myself to go out and find, I talked to powder suppliers. I talked to chemical suppliers. I talked to a lot of people. It's like, how you got to redneck this down and make sure I understand it. Like I, I if I'm going to run this, I'm going to do it right. And so again, it was baptism by fire to sort of learn how to do it. When it comes time to get out of school, um, get out of college, I was offered a consulting job through one of the guys I knew in powder. like, by the way, here's a company that's willing to pay you X amount of money, which was more than twice the amount of what a teacher made to come do like a one-year contract to do a consulting contract to help them set up a powder coating venture. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I can, I'll go back and I can go, I'll always go back and teach. Hell, I'll go do this for a year and we'll get this taken care of. And then one year led to two years, led to three years, led to four. And so I started doing consulting. I got into owning some powder coating facilities. I partnered up with some folks, did all that. And then in 2000, I met the gentleman who started the Linex Corporation. That's why we're called PowderX. So if anybody doesn't know, Linex ah. is basically franchise, uh, fr- franchise truck bed lining. Right. Things. Yeah. So we were going to the original business plan where we were going to start franchise powder coat shops across the country. And so I wrote all the marketing manuals, the operations, the, I wrote the how to open a powder coating business, all the books, all the manuals, all the everything that would be duplicated just like if you bought a franchise. Right. And, but then through our discussions, couple of things happened with Linux and in learning that because uh, Linux is still in its infancy a little bit in learning that the, the franchise laws are different in every state. So there was, they were, they were facing some challenges and then we were facing challenges because let's just be honest with a, with a franchise, all of the, all of your income and your business growth is not in the, when you're selling somebody the franchise, it's in the consumable side of it. So like with a Linex or whatever, it's in that chemical that they, it's not in the selling the business, it's in you buying the chemical. If you buy a McDonald's franchise, you're buying the buns, you're buying the meat, you're buying all that. So it's it's the purchasing of those consumables. And there was nothing really proprietary from a powder coating standpoint. You could buy powder from hell, a hundred different, but at that point, 40, 50 different people, probably several hundred at this point. So there was nothing really proprietary that you could do and so we stepped back and looked at, at redoing the business and said, okay, where is there a hole? And the hole at that point was people were selling million dollar powder coat systems, but the blue collar entrepreneur that wanted to open a business and do it, there were no batch systems. There were no batch packages. We were the first people in the country to offer batch ovens and batch things all packaged together. But to me, a large part of it was, it's not just about selling somebody the tool and then you pat them on the back and wish them best of luck. It was like, okay, for one thing that I've always thought about from a business, and I think every business needs to do this, is you always, what's your unique selling point? What makes you different than everybody else? Because if you walk like everybody else, talk like everybody else, act like everybody else, look like everybody else, then it comes down to price. So why are you different 
than mm-hmm. everybody else. That's and minimal viable product. Right. You know, MVP. I tell people I tell yeah. people in our seminars all the time, I'm like, we can go to local chain restaurant down here and get a steak for 10 bucks, or we can go down downtown Nashville at one of the fancy restaurants and get a steak for 50 bucks, or we can go to Vegas to to Gordon Ramsay's place and you get one for 150 and it's the same cow. It's the same. Uh, it, it, yeah. it's how it was marketed and how it right. was branded and, and, and set up. And right. it, it's what makes you unique. And so to us, what made us unique, what our decision on what we wanted to do was help people take that tool mm-hmm. and go make money with it and become successful with it. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we got to where we are and what we do. And then I, in 03, 04, I think it was, I got an offer to go do to teach some classes at the NASCAR college over in North Carolina. And so a few times a year we were offering that thing and it was starting to, and they come to us and like, Hey, you're, we're out selling this. Like there, we can't, we can't do this here. And so we decided to take that out of there and and bring it in house and start doing it here. And now we, you know, we do a, we do a seminar, probably about every six weeks, we average anywhere from 40 to 70 people. It just depends on what, and, and they're always sold out. It depends on what we, from the hotel standpoint of how many seats they'll allow us to have yeah. and do that whole deal. And then we do that. So we do one day in a, uh, a hotel type setting. The next day we go to a, an actual functional full-blown powder coating facility. The one we go to now is really cool. The guy three years ago was sitting in our class, was driving a food truck, said, I want to do something totally different. This sucks. I hate getting up in the mornings, doing this whole thing. And now owns a multi-million dollar business that we work the deal out with him. So we bring them. And then on Saturdays, we bring people in and go, look, this dude three years ago was you. This is what he's doing. And then he helps show people what to do. So Is that Borotech? That is Burrotech, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's on the powder coating near me directory that I started. So he's good. He is, uh, you know. Yeah. I looked at his facility or his website because that's part of what we do is verify the links. And I was just amazed at how big that facility is. It's crazy. No, three years ago, he started in a building beside his house that hand of God was there were cows and a donkey. (laughs) It's it's funny because powder coating is not a, you know, when you start a business, a lot of times people say location, 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 and powder coating is not a location business because it's not an impulse purchase. Nobody's driving by and goes, Oh my God, a powder coater whip in. Cause I've got stuff, I have stuff in the trunk that I need to get done today. You know, it's not like driving by Dairy Queen or, or whatever. That's an point, impulse. Right. Basically yeah. For me a lot. Um, but yeah, it's not an impulse thing. So this guy, you know, he was out, I've been to his old place at his house probably a dozen times. And I swear I have to GPS it every time. I still can never figure out which barn to turn by and which, you know, which cow to go by and whatever. <laughs> but he started it out there and, and it just blew it up because he did it right. He understood the importance of quality, do you know, and, and doing what you say you're going to do and, and, you know, treating customers right and turning it or, you know, turning the product and, and good quality on all that. Now, and he has people send stuff from California. They send stuff from everywhere here. It's crazy. There are country. I was I was actually in this facility earlier. 
and a very large, well-known country music stars gates to their, this house that they're building right there. It's yeah. outdoor pool tables. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm always amazed um, uh, with coders that batch coders that are as big as that, that can maintain the quality through mm-hmm. their growth. And I think that that is so key to business growth. If you can't, if you can't get the quality going and the size that you in the place that you're in now, whether it's small or big or whatever, if you can't master that, then you can't grow. I, I don't know if you believe in that or not. Um, what do, what no, do you say about I, that? No, no, I think that, uh, you know, I tell people, so here's what I firmly believe with, with, with every ounce of everything that I've got. Uh, and, and I do this, I do what I do to give back. I've been very lucky. We do, you know, I, we sold millions upon millions of dollars in equipment and all that. The things that we do now, it's, it's, it's to give back. And I firmly believe with everything that I've got, if you, if you produce a quality product in this industry and you give customers what you promise you're going to give them when you say it, there's more business than you can do. You cannot possibly do enough of it. So with that in mind, what you, you have to protect, you have to make sure you're going to be able to be, to do quality as, as you grow, right? Like you say. Yeah. So the way to do that is you have to treat a small business like a big business, right? So, so put procedures and things in place first, do it now. Anybody that's ever had employees will tell you the hardest thing to do is to get people to change. Nobody ever wants to change, right? They, they just don't. So if, if you define what the end is going to look like first, you know, if I, walk, if I came to see you today and said, uh, uh, we're taking a trip, the first thing you want to, the first thing you're going to say is where are we going, right? So what, what does the end look like? Right. So if you go ahead while we're setting those businesses up and go, this is where I want it to be and what I want it to look like six years from now, 10 years from now, when it, when it's, let it, allowing me to retire and come hang out with you guys in Hawaii. Right. <laughs> uh, so if I wanted to look like that, what procedures and things am I going to put in place? If I walk in and do a consulting now for somebody that hasn't even started in an empty building, the first thing I say is where are we bringing the product in at? Where are we taking it out at? Where are our reworks going? How are we going to process these things through here with the least amount of movement, you know, with the least amount of non-value added, movement taking place and they'll go, but it's just me and my buddy and we're, you know, we're just getting started and like, that's great. But you know, that, that's fantastic when you're doing a thousand dollars a month to start for your first month. But what are you gonna do when you're doing 10 and 30,000 and 70,000 and a hundred thousand, like you put these things in place. Now, these mechanisms in place now that won't force you to sacrifice quality and customer service later. Yeah, I think, and I think for us, it's like, we're not, I mean, my husband's pretty good at managing people because of our previous jobs and careers that we had before powder coating. Me, not so much. I'm kind of more of an independent person. I like to work on my own. Um, So it's hard to kind of 
balance the, you know, if you do grow, how do you maintain that quality through growth and in, in, in pass that on to your employees? Or, you know, and I think that's why there's so many uh, single member LLCs, you know, uh, right. because they, they just know that they can control what they can control. And it's great. Uh, if they've reached that level where they're booked out months in advance, there's a few that have come on the show that are, you know, that have that problem, if you want to call it a problem or that solution, um, you know, to stay busy through the winter and, you know, year round, literally. Uh, but for those, there, there are these other kind of coders that kind of do want to start in the garage, but then want this bigger picture, you know, and how do we... How, how, where is the training for that? Where is the, uh, the growth training for that, the strategic planning you need for that kind of level of growth? Because it's easy to stay in your garage or stay in a, a commercial building and just be you and maybe have one other guy helping you out if that, but where is, how do we get these guys from the garage to something much bigger like like Borotech, you know? Yeah. And that's what we do in the, that's what we do in the seminars is the first half of the first day is a lot of, it's a lot of how to, and a lot of God, I love Google and the internet's fantastic, but there's so much misinformation about how to do this and how to do that. And yeah. everybody's an expert that just whatever. And, and it is what it is, you know, that's, it's, it, it is what it is. So, but we try to, we spend that first half of the first day going through a lot of that. And then, and then when we come back for lunch, a lot of it is more, it's much more business related, but, and it's like, I tell all of them, you've got to decide what makes you happy. Jason now they're doing six figures a month, well into six figures a month. And he would tell you, if you, if you call him and ask him, he could double tomorrow. Uh, he literally could double the amount of business tomorrow. It would cause adding people, whatever he, the place they're at now is that's their happy spot. That's where they sort of right. want to be at. And they're like, I just don't want to, I don't want to have 40 employees and be doing this thing. And, but that's okay. Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with the, with the one man, single member, you know, sole proprietorship that's in his garage doing it. If that's what, if that's what makes you happy, that's okay. But you've got to, you have to know what that destination is going to be so that every step that you take is at least moving in the right direction of where you want to go. Right. Being strategic about it, you know, Absolutely. planning it out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think that, I think that, I think there's definitely a need for more of that, you know, like the business strategy stuff, you know, and yeah, you could probably get it locally. I mean, we've done as much as we could locally trying to get into, uh, you know, SBA programs and, and stuff like that, that talks specifically about, you know, just general, you know, uh, you're maybe with a group of different kinds of businesses and stuff. I know I've, I've done that. Um, but it's, you know, you know, it's nice to have a company like yours that specifically talks about powder coating because there are so many specific needs that powder coating and so unique, it's just so unique compared to 
the average manufacturing company, I guess. I don't well, know. Yeah, Maybe and I'm you, skewed. Yeah, but. and you don't market a you don't you don't market a uh, you know, and you're a you're a, a marketing expert, and you know you know you don't market a a, a restaurant doesn't market the same way as a you know as a yeah. cleaning service or so, two different restaurants in different levels of you know McDonald's doesn't market the same way a Roost Chris or or a Hell's Kitchen or whatever does. So everybody has their unique things and how you grow different businesses are different. And um, I actually over the years have written a how to operate a powder coating business book and a how to market a powder coating business book that, that my staff is on me about trying to get there. Like you need to finish the, the book. And I'm like, yeah, but as I started, then there's 200 more pages you want to add here. And they're like, at some point, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at some point there, you got to quit, you got to quit doing that. So I'm hoping we're going to get some of those things out a little bit, but at least for folks to get some guidance and, and, you know, we have these, what we call them our business builder, basically seminars that we're doing these. One of the things we're going to do starting this year is we're going to travel the country and do some just just several, I like three, four hour seminars that are like a one day without the hands-on part of it, whatever, that are bring powder coating in-house. Come ask your questions. Tell me a little bit about what you do. We're mm-hmm. not going to, you're not going to get a big bill, a big consulting bill or whatever. Right. It's, hey, we outsource this and we're looking to bring it in house. How do we get the ROI on it? Or we're, I'm looking to open a business and these are the sort of the things that I want to do. And you know, we're just going to use that as an opportunity to give back. Those will be out on our, on like all of our social media platforms and our, and our websites and all that here. As soon as my staff figures out where we're going, because I just, go where they tell me to go. So <laughs> they'll tell me where to go and what to do. So as soon as they get all that figured out, I think a lot of it as, as the COVID things start to ease up, some of it is with group sizes and where you, you know, what, what different cities yeah. will allow and, and all that. And then, and then they've been doing market research on where the concentrated areas are. Where's the best places to go? You know, is it, because they told me I'd like Oahu. I heard in Tennessee, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be like, we're going to Oahu and in the Bahamas and everywhere warm and and, and islandy. They'll they'll put me in somewhere like Montana. I don't know. You're looking more different. tan than me these days. <laughs> uh, you know that's a, that was a uh, that was a little Tampa trip a few weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, everybody's heading there this week. Um, so yeah, I. I, I think that's, you know, so you're talking about like an intensive uh, course or something that is, you know, where you're just maybe it's a group setting, but you're working with people more one-on-one to so- solve their individual questions and needs. Yeah, we want to do something that, are, that are, or not. and we want to do something that a little smaller, but one of the things that I also do is in the seminars that we do, the last thing we do on day one is a... I pull up a, we pull up a folding table. We take, we, all the microphones are off. All the, all the overhead projector, projector things are off. We have everyone sitting in a large horseshoe and it's like, we're not leaving here until everybody's questions are answered. I don't care what it's about. It's a fire away. Ask me anything you want to ask, whatever. And then when that's over, if you were uncomfortable asking your question, then pull me to the side. I'm not leaving here until 
everything's, everything's answered. answered. Yeah. And that's just the way you give back to folks. Yeah, and, yeah definitely. And we'll we'll sketch out people's buildings on a wall or <laughs> you know, we're on we're on cocktail napkins with drinks, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out how helping people price jobs, whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, because you fun. don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, and it's, it's fun. Why those, those the new the new guy? That's just what that's what's fun. Right. And you see that with, with what you guys do. It's, yeah. It, that's the exciting part. It is. I think that I guess I get a little passionate or hot under the bothered under the collar, I guess, when I see. Uh, Powder Coating Institute, I don't want to pick on them, but I will at this very moment. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they talk the talk, but I don't know if they walk the walk. And, you know, I know that I know under Kevin, I, I think they'll get better. And they've got some other, pro, you know, not problems, but they're, they've got some other solutions that they're trying to get through uh, in the committees and stuff. Um for the greater industry. So, you know, there's no judgment or anything. I'm not trying to get too harsh with this, but I know that, you know, they want more custom coders in, in their group. Um, and that's great, but I don't see any effort to incorporate or make it unilateral or equal for all, uh, or reduce the cost to get more individuals involved and, think more people would be involved if they understood it a little bit more than just this overarching authority that has no connection to the people that it serves or is supposed to serve. Yeah. I, no. I mean that in the lovingest way, Kevin, but, um, <laughs> you know, you know, boy, there's a, there's a really kind of, uh, I know yeah. it's kind of. Well, no, kinda here's easy. what I say. I don't. I don't know that. I, I'm not going to get Christmas cards because of this. I, but it doesn't really matter. I'm just. I'm. I'm <laughs> about helping folks anyway. So, uh, you know, there's a. They could be doing of, more. Let's face yeah. it. They could well, be doing when, more. When when I started doing this, and this is, I mean, this is God's honest truth. So it, it just it, truth hurts sometimes, I guess. But when we started do, we started Powder X, and we started uh, selling the batch stuff to individuals are trying to help people come in. We had individuals with certain institutions who we went to trade shows who were consultants and who did some things and they just come up and said, there's no market in this for what you do. This is somewhat of an embarrassment to the industry, blah, blah, blah. People can't do this in, in small things and whatever. And I was just like, well, that's why we got the big long line over here. And you guys are standing <laughs> over there just kind of chit-chatting with one another. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, no and, that. yeah. and then when Steve Houston, uh, I don't know if you've ever met Steve. Steve, I don't even remember who Steve works for now. Steve was the president for the Powder Cutting Institute for a while. And he comes to see me and he said, all right, look, I just got, a, I just got this job in uh, and that's when they started doing the custom coder stuff and all that. They just started bringing it on board. And he's like, all right, we, we've got to figure out as a as an institute and as a group that the market is changing it's not all about the by engineers for engineers thing anymore there's a lot of there's a you know the jimmies and the joes and the whatever you know are are, are now starting to do this like and if we don't shift we won't be here because yeah. you used to go to some of those trade shows there were thousands of 
engineering type group people and whatever there. And then it got to nothing. So I, I am, while I am proud to see the shift in some of those things, I am with you. There are a lot of things that could be done better. It is a, one of the things that just pisses me off, and I'm going to be honest with you, sorry for the word, but, you know, we have some competitors or folks out there that will say, you know, that are, that will not, the seminars that we do, because they'll say, well, it's a sales seminar. And I can, uh, you can go to anybody that's ever come to any one of the things we do, and they will tell you the first thing that I say is, this is not a sales seminar. I don't hide the fact that we manufacture and sell equipment. I'm not here to sell you equipment. I don't care what you bought, who you bought it from. Nobody's going to knock you because that is not what this is about. And they will all to a person tell you, hand on the Bible, that that's not what they do. What frustrates me with some of the other things that take place is a lot of them are kind of sales seminars. They just really are. Right. So, um, like I know Sherwin Williams, is it Sherwin Williams that has, you know, like a lot of these powder suppliers and um, there, there are various, it's just that there's a lot of gaps in between. There's not an over, you know, like it's either overarching or it's just like, yeah, buy my powder here. Here's a free, here's a freebie from our, you know, factory or something. I don't know. It, I went it, to a, I went to a seminar a few years ago that I, t- I, I paid for and attended. I'm like, I just want to go see how some other <laughs> folks are doing this thing and uh, paid for and attended. And like the first two and a half hours, the first segment was here's was about chemicals. And it was like, here's how you make chemicals. And then, and then the next, like the next two hours was over basically like the making of powder. And all these people are coming up to me at lunch. Like, Hey, I didn't seen you online before. I didn't see you do this thing on television. They're like, okay, I have no idea what they're talking about. I'm like, dude, I don't either. Like, I have no, I don't know where this is going. I don't need you to tell me how to make it. I just want to tell me how to use it. How do I take that and go make money with it? That's all I want to know. Just let's kind of get to that point. Unless I'm going to start a business making powder or making chemical. Who cares? Who cares, right? Yeah, I know. It, it, it's it's a disconnect all the way around. Um, and I, I I know that it's kind of a, a thing for us. You know, it's why we started the podcast is to kind of just throw those, you know, throw those little threads out to kind of make a connection somehow, some way. You know, we're we're just kind of beginning this journey. Um, you know, we are far away from the mainland, and that's you know, why we want to make connections with people, Mm -hmm. uh, places and things, you know, and, um, and that's why we, you know, we we're interviewing you today because this has been a burning question in the back of my mind for a long time is how are we going to train and continue to train these custom coders? If our industry is supposed to explode, (laughs) you know, um, by some reports, uh, uh, double in the next 10 years, who knows, but we do know. And I think we can agree right now that powder coatings are just at the very beginning stages of a huge boom. I, I can't, I oh, can't. I agree. yeah, I mean, and so it almost, it's, it kind of worries me at, with the downward pressure with knowing that and seeing that in our own 
in our own business, seeing it globally, seeing my blog blow up with just people all over the world looking and searching for powder coating, you know, um, topics to talk mm-hmm. about uh, consumers, not just pow- other people in the custom coating industry. Um, it's it's crazy. Like it, who? How could you not know it's going to explode at this point? But how well, are we going to handle somewhat, that? Yeah, well, and it's somewhat provable. I mean, it's it's so if if you just look at it, the so customers now are number one. They're much more educated about. Uh, powder coating is much more of a common word now. So people yeah. tend to know that they know that it's better. They know that it lasts longer. Customers are demanding more. People are more environmentally conscious now than they yeah. ever have been before. So, you know, powder was the original green technology. Powder was green before green was green. And anybody knew what the hell green really was. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and then the EPA is cracking down more and more on things that get painted and, 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 and painters and, and, and all of those different all things. Those, so yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's growing. It's just, uh, yeah. And I'm with you that, that there's the tools for people to have. I mean, I answer dozens of emails and questions a day on, on Facebook or on different, you know, people will message us on our Facebook page or, you know, I in like I just we just did a live video not before I came in and talked to you where a guy just posted a thing up about uh can I powder coat can I can I carry my old Harley rims to somebody can they actually powder coat like you know I read that you can't powder coat rims somewhere and then somebody told me you could I just want to go to well I'm not selling that guy anything there's nothing you know it, right. but we'll go on and try to answer those questions we do a ton of Q and A things for that just because there's not a lot of it out there that talks real talk to real people, you know, and if anybody can't tell, like I'm about as Southern as it gets, you know, there's, yeah, it's, I got that whole Alabama accent thing going on. We may not talk good English, but we talk good Alabama English, but it's, <laughs> uh, but it's, there's no infrastructure. No, there's not. And it's, yeah. and people just want the answer, the straight up answer, not the, not the, not the snooty you have to, it, if I, if I answer something to you in a way that shows how smart that I am, it does you or me neither one any good at all. You know, you try to talk over people's heads or whatever. Yeah. People just want to be, if you, but if you can make somebody understand it and educate them along the way, that's, you know, that I think that's what we all, I think that's what we all owe back. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, it, I, I'm namely kind of discussing, I think the topic of discussion for me or the, the, you know, that er moment of like, I, I see their attempts. Um, and when I say their attempts, I mean like the industry's attempts, oh, the greater industry, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the chemists, the, 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 the engineers, the, um, you know, they're big business. I, I, they're multi-million dollar businesses. I, I can't compete. I'm not trying to look at it from, well, we make X number of dollars. And so there were, we're the authority and, you know, our chemistry department at the university of blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I, I don't care about that. That's right. not my reality, you know, and that's all I'm trying to get is this, 
equality or, uh, you know, lateral understanding that we're all in the same business. It doesn't matter if I'm just coding this pen today and that's all I got going on, or, you know, you're doing a, a, a million parts for a lawnmower or something in your line coding system. I don't care. I'm just talking about it in general. And so when I read articles like the educational one, and it was a very good article for from the assessment of their point of view, but it had no um, had no relevance for me other than right. the fact that they verified. So this is the episode, I, or this is the magazine I that came out, and it's a, it's a very well written article uh, by the author. Um, but I have. So other than the um, really, really good data about millennials and, you know, like pretty much the demographics, um, mm-hmm. I pretty much had a counter argument or I just de- deconstructed it. I'm going to have it on another issue, but uh, our podcast, but, you know, I just, it just made me realize how still disconnected everything is, you know, she, you know she means well, and so does the powder coating institute but that doesn't solve my problem today this is an odd industry in that you have the engineers who are speaking nothing against anybody that's an engineer but but you have the engineers that are speaking to engineers who are trying to educate at one end of (laughs) the engineers and all their and all their and, and they spend a lot of time talking above everybody's head or trying uh, trying to much more complicated make this and then at the other end you've got you've got the the google expert guys you know some of them and, and that are firmly believe that that there's a lot of misinformation that's put out by some of the by some of the hobbyist group and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with that at all mm-hmm. uh with being a hobbyist or whatever but that whole middle, you know, of, of the what's right. Here's like, this is, if you want to do this and make money doing it, here's kind of the right way to do it. It's not, it's not that, it, it's not that uh, lacquer thinner in a rag kind of thing. And it's also not this, that you have to have a, a hundred million dollar, you know, space shuttle sort of thing built to do it. There's kind of a right way to do it and there's different levels to do it. But at the end of the day, it's all, it's consistent, right? I mean, it it really is powder, powder curing is a chemical reaction. No matter who does it, right? Uh, You know, heats what heats the heats, the catalyst that makes the reaction take place. Doesn't matter how people are heating it. It's all sort of the same. A lot of the steps are the same things. We're all baking a cake. We may just be baking different styles. Somebody likes more butter in their cake. Right. But there's got to be, but every cake requires certain things and some sorts of uniformity. And I think the uniformity is what's missing because everybody's too busy. I don't know. I don't, I I still don't. I I, I think that that's where I, you know, where I kind of see this deconstruction happening is because we've done we've had to redo other powder coders jobs from the mainland that came here and they were so horrible. I mean, just gritty, discolored, 
<laughs> I mean, just like your worst nightmare. I could never, ever, ever let anything like that ever leave my shop. But yet there's a powder coater out there that, I mean, we're grateful we got the rework job from, and it we made a lot of money on it, but it was for a school in Hawaii. And uh, this stuff, you know, shame on the con contractor who didn't have a point person from the bad Galvi dip that got sent to the bad powder coating, you know, made the powder mm -hmm. coating bad. It, there was no per point person. So that was their mistake, uh, thinking they could save money and they ended up just eating it. Um, uh, because by the time two weeks came and that stuff was in the container getting shipped out here, those people already got paid. <laughs> so they were like, yep, all done, you know, and then we get, we look at this stuff going, oh my God, this is horrendous. So it makes me realize that there just doesn't matter how big uh, you do your work every day. If you don't have that quality, then you're not serving the industry at all um, right. better. You're not helping the end person, which, you know, in Hawaii, we're very proud of our, of every, the, the stuff that we do accomplish here. You know, I could never let anything like that happen to a public school here. If there's kids involved. There's, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, you know. So it's, it's just your reputation too. And you know, I what's funny so, is, yeah. Well, I know what's funny is, so the, uh, one of the, one of the greatest things about this industry is also one of the worst. And I say this in classes and it kind of, it irritates some people that do this, but I fully believe powder coating is easy. You bring me any 10-year-old kid, I can have them powder coat apart in 15 minutes. If, now, the, so the caveat of that is I've got to set up the equipment, this, that, the other, right? Because as long as I have ground and I have charged powder has to stick. But it's, it's so easy that people can do it that kind of just sort of halfway it, like with the stuff that you've seen and put things out there that hurt the industry. I mean, you know, I've seen folks come in all the time or I'll get a phone call and they'll go, Oh my God, I thought this powder coating was so tough and I got it. It's chipping. And I'm like, it's undercured. What do you mean? It's undercured. Well, the elasticity of powder is one of the last things that comes out in the curing process. Undercured powder is very brittle. It's undercured. If it wasn't undercured, you could have been in half, we'd all flip out of it, whatever. And it would have had been great. But just because, just because you go to Walmart and get a rattle can doesn't make you a painter. Right. <laughs> You know, it, it, it doesn't. I can go get a skillet and a steak and I'm not Gordon Ramsay, right? It's so it, it's it's easy enough to do. But which, again, is a good thing, because if you learn to do it right, then it's easy enough to grow it and go do it. But there are also some folks out like the guys that were sending this stuff over to the school that hurt the reputation a little bit. So from a marketing standpoint, I think you've seen this. You have to. You have, you have to address the pink elephant in the room. Like, you've got to address that, right, and say, this is great. Not everybody does it great. Here's right. why we're different and how we do it yeah. better than the other ones that are, that, are, that are doing it. So, Yeah, and that's a good question to kind of move forward with, which was what, is, what do today's learners or maybe learners that come into your, into your realm, um, what do they need to grasp? the concepts and scale quickly. And I guess that's a sort of a deep, I'm going for the deeper level question here, which you were kind of leading to is like anybody can powder coat, but 
you know, can you grasp the cons, the deeper concepts of powder coating or applications and what the powder does, you know? Yeah, I hammer on people all the time uh, in these, in these classes that to me, the difference between what makes people rich and what makes people broke <laughs> is in the prep. It's all in the prep. Uh, if you, if you ground apart, and you point a powder, a, a, a real powder coating gun that charges and you have real powder from a real powder manufacturer and you point it at a part, pull the trigger and it charges the powder. It's going to stick on the grounded part. If it doesn't stick on the grounded part, it's coming to you because you're the best ground there is. If it's blue, you're going to look like a smirk. It's going to find you. It's going to find ground because of physics. It has to find ground. The difference between the people that get rich and get broke, it's the prep. The yeah. prep is the most misinformation that's out there by far. It <laughs> is people, it's the one people skimp on because they go, must have oven, must have gun, get water hose and a bucket. Or, you know, they, and they're always trying to find a way to sort of slip through that one. And I pound in folks to understand, like, if you really grasp the fact that if you do that right, there's more money you you'll get more business than you can possibly do if you do that one thing right. And I think a lot of it is some people have oversimplified it online and they follow it. And then yeah. other people, so from the chemistry standpoint, way, way, way overcomplicate it. And if you're sort of in the middle, it's easier to go to the, to the simplified than it is to the complicated. Like, hell, I'll never understand that. I'll just go do this. And yeah, I mean, my favorite question on the in, on the Facebook groups is, so I use this acetone on this part. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? Where did you hear that? Where did you get that? What? <laughs> you know, oh. you're like, you don't know where they, you know, but it's the same question. <laughs> well, and my favorite one, or my favorite one is that 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 I get beat up on online, and people will always go back on some of our things is about the blast everything that you. You have to blast everything. Like, no, you don't. Like, oh, yeah, you do. I read somewhere. I'm like, no, you don't. So there are major manufacturers in this country <laughs> that do parts every day that have really expensive engineers that don't blast everything. Right. People blast to etch a part. The chemical will etch the part. There are times you have to blast. And I, and I tell people this, too. Like, just because I say it, don't believe it. Just because you read it on Google, don't believe it. Like, but so proving it, if you look at any metal under a piece, under a microscope, it's porous, right? If there's oil on it and you blast it, where's the oil go? It's going down in the pores. And when you heat it at 400 degrees, what happens? It's going to come out. So just blasting doesn't give you, we, you know, we clean because we want it to look good. We want it to, we want it to look good. We want it to stick well and last a long time. Looking good and sticking well, you can get. But the chemical is the only thing that gives you that lasts a long time. That's where all yeah. the corrosion protection is in making people. I know these folks in these classes get, I'm sure they get a kick because I hammer on them and I'm constantly going up to them. I'll catch them over to the side, leaning up against something. They're coating because we always let them bring apart and coat it. Like, did you wash that? How well did you wash? Are you sure? They're like, hey, yes, please, Lord. Let it go, Dad. Like, okay, <laughs> we got it. I'm like, if you get that, you're golden. Yeah. 
we we actually had someone uh, getting a bid came into the shop or showroom here yesterday. And I'm going on, you know, I'm one of those complicated people where I have to explain, you know, I'm trying to explain AAMA 2604 versus mm-hmm. 0305, you know, and it's like there's so many different, there's a couple of different levels of looking at that rating. And um, Ross comes in the room, you know, and he's like, look, the reason why small custom coders blast products is because we don't have all the room for all the dips and the prep and they have to do this wash and that wash and the triple wash and a, and a rinse here. And then an, you know, because these line coders, these larger industries, they don't want to blast. They don't, they've tried to simplify the process for themselves. So they created the certification level uh, kind of prep. Well, and as a, but as a, uh, and as a custom coder, you're blasting most stuff anyway, because it's not new. It's the, a lot of you're, you've got to get off old paint. You've got to get off old powder. You have to get off mill scale. You have to get off rust. So there's a lot of, yeah, there is a, there is a reason of when you have to do it, which is, which is quite often with everything, but it's not an all encompassing must have thing. And people read one little, you know, it's like, uh, you'll people say, oh, you can powder coat wood. Okay. But that's not a really, and, and they'll make this big, all like, well, wait a minute. You're not doing your dresser. You know, you're not, it's, <laughs> it has to be MDF. There's certain, you're not using, you know, your dresser in grandma's kitchen oven or whatever. Like it's UV powders. There's you, there's special ovens, special powders, special wood. Yeah, that's a whole, like it's system. not a whole, oh, yeah. they, they read this one thing and it's must blast all parts. Like, no, you there are times that you do and times that you don't have to. And just understanding all those things. And again, it mostly goes to the prep stuff. Once they figure that part out, the rest mm-hmm. of it's kind of, you know, it's not like you're mixing paint. Like these poor guys at paint and you're mixing a little bit of hardener, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you light a candle, say a prayer and hope it all works <laughs> out. And then the humidity's doing this and that and the other. Yeah. Like, dude, the powder was all made that way in the box. Like it just kind of... Right. Hey, all the sparkle and all of this, that, and other, I don't have to mix it. Like it's, it's in the box. It's already there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I, I, I do kind of miss those days. I mean, we, that's, you know, we were, you know, we used to paint furniture and stuff. And so I used my own formula and, you know, um, you can have bad days or grumpy days or hungover days or whatever. And you're like okay. putting too much of the, you know, and you just have to work it, you know, and that's, the devil's in the details there, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't paint. It's going to have drips and sags and overspray and all kinds of hot garbage in it. It's like, no, this, this requires way too much skill for my blood. Yeah. I I definitely like, I mean, I miss that. I miss those days, but at the same time, I kind of like not having to, you know, just now you just get mad at the manufacturer. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) now Now it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, exactly. No, like, nobody yeah. can blame it on you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, I've realized that a lot of, you know, what's changed in the, in terms of people or demographic or, or learners is that they want the information brought to them. Mm-hmm. They don't go out and seek it. Like when the internet first came out, you know, we were, 
us 80s kids were, you know, we're just always searching. What about this? Is there something on this? Is there something on that? And that's where the forums really kind of grew uh, to get information or share information. Um, but now it seems like the kids today or the guys today, whatever they're, they're wanting that information brought to them just because that's what Google does, right? That's what, that's how they're learning now. It's all brought to them through their searches or through their, uh, who they're hanging out with or, you know, their ads or, you know, I mean, I, it's, yeah, that's it's, and that's its own, little thing of learning the nuances of how to make sure as you know, the, the getting teaching a teaching someone to open a successful powder coating business. I mean, I've trained over at this point, I think over 6,000 people doing this, the marketing aspect of it and how to then take those things and grow it and learning those little nuances of how you make sure that Google's presenting your stuff to your people out there. I mean, those are tricks, which is what, that's what's great about some of the things like you guys are doing, where it's helping people do, you know, that thing. That's, there's, yeah. uh, we, we go through that some, I have some, I have a marketing team that goes through that with some folks, but there's, it's kind of, marketing is its own neat little animal, uh, you know, and how to get your stuff out there and and all that. So that's, now that's that was one of the cool things I thought about. You know, when I look back at, at some of the things you guys did, did and are doing and are going to do and all that, that I think helps the industry a lot. That's I think that's missing as well. I I just like the tool. I mean, like I had a just the the availability of the tools that I've created online. Um, I'm able to answer someone's or help someone. Uh, so. The other day, not even just like a two or two weeks ago, somebody had said something on one of the Facebook groups. And I'm like, oh, well, because they were struggling with finding employees. And he's like, my gosh, you know, like, we'll pay this person to move here. That's how desperate I am because they're they're growing really fast. And um, I'm like, what if the I mean, if we have a job, if we have a a coder listing, then why can't we have a job listing? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so one email to the guy that helped me build it and in like, not kidding you, like in a couple of hours, we already had his, his ad up in our directory, promoting it on Facebook and sharing it. And now he has something to share to his, on his social media or to his email customers or what you know like his email list or whatever I mean like there it is you know um and a few others had joined in after that I promoted it I'm like hey I'm, I'm looking for somebody too I'm in Virginia or whatever you know and it, in a matter of days we had we built a, jo a job listing site a page on our website you know and I'm like I didn't know that even existed right you know like we're just providing the solution or a platform for, for whatever their needs are. That's all I'm trying to do is who knows where the directory will go or what it will become. But um, you know what, if it, if it helped, if it helps a few people, then that's more help than they were getting anywhere else. So, you know, right, you, you know, like, and anybody needs a backlink, Google likes links, you know, like who knows where that, you know, but I, I, it was nice to kind of see that, I guess what it is, is it's 
sort of user generated content, right? It's um, right. It, it, it's the best kind of content because it fills the need of the coder. And if this guy has a problem, then I'm sure there's a hundred others that have the same problem, finding employees or, you know, you know, and it, there's, who knows? I mean, the pages are just starting uh, to come out. I, I ultimately like, and I've said this on earlier podcasts, so I'll say it one more time, but I really want to build a tribe um, off of the Facebook platform if possible, and maybe have that be the host platform for, you know, a, a login system or, you know, like a user-based tribe where we can all kind of come together and have a forum. So say you are hosting something and you can go to, to this, you know, to our site and say, this is Joey's, you know, forum on this or that or whatever, you know, like huh. I, it could be anybody, you know. Um, uh, just a tool where people can go ask questions and whatever. That's like I say, we try to, you know, it's, uh, I'm, it's my, it's Joey at powderx.com. That's easy enough. Yeah. We tell people all the time, like just shoot emails. We'll answer the questions, go to, go right. to our Facebook page and ask it. We're constantly trying to help as much as we can because there's just not enough good help right but you see you're just out you're just helping the one guy that emailed but what if you could share that content on a a tribe back then people can access that content 24 7 i mean right you know you're helping so many more by just answering the question and even more so than you know like the podcast is great it's helping those that are listening to it but what about the ones that didn't hear it and still have that question, you know, or still have that, you know, um, yeah, they want to I, talk about I, I, I agree. So we'll get there. And I think that there should be a, a you know, it's, it's consumer based, uh, but it's really just about just the whole, when we say community, we mean like both consumer and custom coder community together, because let's face it, that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to connect with each other. The, the having the right customer come to you with that perfect job is what you're looking for, right? You don't want the guy that just wants to pay $50 for a rim, you know, um, and stuff. Oh, here's my husband, Ross. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, and I, and I tell people in these, uh, in the seminars as well, because like I said, there's, and we explained to them, like, there are people here that have never seen this done before. There are people here that are opening a business. There are people that are bringing it in a house. There are business owners all the way down to employees for someone else, or not down to, yeah. all the way over to. I don't mean to sound disparagingly, but uh, to people that uh, do this for somebody else to that run the full gamut. And I always tell them, like, talk to one another. There's a reason that I set, I set seminar seating up in a horseshoe. I, the reason I do that is so they are all looking at one another yeah. and I force people in there. So if you're listening and you're thinking about coming to one, you're going to talk to somebody because I'm going to force you to, I'm going to make you get involved. You're not going to do, you're going to speak. So we make them speak the one that I make them introduce themselves. I'll call them out, call them out, ask them questions. And I'm constantly walking in amongst it. But the thing we tell them is you're going to learn as much from one another as you will for me, because you're going to hear the challenges that this one faced or, or mm. you're like, okay, well, Learning wait a minute. From they, each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this guy just said that he's bringing it in a house because here's the problem that he's having with the guy that coats now. So what did we learn from that? Don't do that. Right. Like, how do we not do that? 
so we don't become that dude that's losing this hundred thousand dollars a month worth of business or whatever. Right. So that you know, I think I think we all need that thing where everybody can learn from one another. In you know, that's that's how information is shared. You know, that's that's what yeah. that's where you get it. I I think if we're looking, if we're really truly looking at the next boom in powder coating, um then all of us are going to be rich, <laughs> you know, like, like why not share, right? Why, why get, you know, why hide the secret? Why hide, you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, why not be free with the information on technical, you know, getting, understanding the technical better or um, fixing your mess ups or whatever, you know, like there's, you know, some extent not, you know, I mean, everybody's going to have their one way of doing something they may not want to share, but I mean, I'm just talking about just general, like understanding or product sharing right. or, Hey, this worked really well. And, you know, um, and, and like from my standpoint, so I don't, the way I look at this and I try to tell folks, I don't coach for a living. So I'm going to give you the right answer. I have no right. reason to hide anything. Like you got it, no stake in it. Yeah. I have full secrets. I don't really care. You know, I own a few multi-million dollar companies. I could quit doing this today and be fine and go come hang out in Maui. But the fun part for me is, uh, is the helping watch people grow. That's what kind of keeps me going. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I just think we need more of those tools that are going to allow people to help one another grow and do it from, like you say, and, and let it go. And, you know, the ones that are, they want to hide this and hide that, and whatever. Like, listen, if you're in San Francisco and some guy in Miami asks you a question, you're not competing for the same business. <laughs> just help somebody out. <laughs> you know, it's not like the dude next door walked up and asked you how to hang a part or how you, how your price of parts or whatever. Like, Oh, work together on it. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. you're not getting that business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just only got one way to go and that's up, you know, All right. I Absolutely. mean, even despite a pandemic, some of these coders have had the busiest years ever, you know, it was to 2020. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, they did. Yes. Yeah. Not so much for us in Hawaii because we're still kind of shut down, but uh, but it's picking back up and I'm hopeful uh, it, it's going to continue to do well. Uh, you know, we've got a quite a bit of a stimmy check bounce or uh, thing. Everybody's coming in to get their rims done and stuff. But but I mean, I think in general, I think things are turning around here as the state starts to open up. We're one of the last few, but uh, you know, I um, I agree. I think I think the way if we all play our cards straight and right, we should all pre pretty much be doing pretty well. Um, you know, I just want to make sure that the education is there if you need it, or the retraining is there for you if you need it, or or the uh, marketing and business savvy stuff is there, you know, and it just seems like it's you and maybe, you know, I'm just starting out in this, um, but there really isn't too much in between all of that uh, going on. I mean, there's, I know the powder coating institutes had their custom coder or 
they've got their powder coating 101 and and stuff but i i see there's i see that there's potential for something coming uh what it is or how it gets done i don't know but i what do you see in the future for for education and powder coating i mean you're pretty much taking the lead on it at this point yeah you know what we we've got some different seminars that are coming up and different some new things we're going to add um but you know, so some more things for as far as like an advanced, uh, an advanced class where, and I'm not even doing that when we're actually working with Jason, the guy that that owns Burl Tech, to help do some work on like advanced masking and and some of those sorts of things. And um, we've identified the problem is I'm, I'm one dude. Like, you know, you know, we sat down with our staff and they said, oh, man, we can do classes on this. We can do classes on this. We do classes on this. And like, like, you all realize I'm married, right? Like, there's, I got others, like, I can't do these every day. So yeah. uh, there's gaps, that, but that like, you know, like guys that are doing like what you guys are doing that are going to help people learn how to market and things like that. Um, I think that, the growth for a lot of this is going to come. I, I think you're going to see a lot more people open businesses. Here's what, here's what I think from the pandemic standpoint, I believe that when this happened, I believe it made every one of us step back and look at our relationship with our families, our relationship with our God, whomever anybody may worship or whatever, and look at our business things, because I know that, there were pre-pandemic, there were times that maybe I could have gone and seen my dad or gone and seen my grandkids yeah. or gone and did whatever. And then suddenly you can't. And it's like, oh, okay. And then, and you know, there were times that you probably could have gone to church on Sunday, but boy, the game's going to kick off early and everything. Okay. You know, we'll make it up to Jesus next week. Right. Or whatever. So I'll go then. And then suddenly you can't go to church. And it's like, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate that. And then I think from a business sort of standpoint, I think a lot of people realize, hey, this is really, this could, my life, how fragile is my life that one person makes a decision that owns this company that I'm at and suddenly I don't have a job anymore. Or, you know, I don't control my own destiny. And I think a lot right. of people now are going, wait a minute, how do I gain more control over me and somebody else doesn't do it. So I think a lot of this explosion are going to be the custom coders. I think that market mm -hmm. is going to really grow. And people can look around and go, well, there's there's custom coders now. There's nowhere near as many as you think there are in the area. It is not saturated by any stretch of the imagination, especially with the ones that do it right. So I that's why I think that that part of the market is where I see that's going to be exciting that over the next you know, five to 10 years is going to really, yeah. really, really, really explode. I agree. I 100% I agree. Because um, that's exactly what I'm seeing as well. Um, and I've, I've seen, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it, when we first started on Instagram, even just a few years ago, you know, uh, made friends with a lot of powder coaters. Um, there and you know I saw them opening up bigger shops and I saw them growing into new spaces and 
you know, wasn't just upping their gram game, you know, I mean, it, it, it was seeing them transition um, and grow and get bigger, you know, and, and at the same time, we all kind of started at the same time, you know, kind of thing. So I saw that happening. And then I realized, you know, this is if you if you do the work and you satisfy your customers more than not more often than not, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, it can happen um, because part of it is this larger wave of powder coatings in general in terms of the industry growth uh, can push you a lot in that direction if you're in a, a locale that maybe has uh, you know more interest in that or car customization in general uh, those trends aren't really going away they're kind of sticking around um, oh yeah and uh there's also, you know, just the average contractor who wants, you know, something finished right because their name's going on the building or uh, the architectural uh, job or whatever. And they need to make sure that it stays, you know, that it's going to stay and their reputation will be based on it. So I see that the growth in both arenas actually from the bottom up, not necessarily from the top down. I, I, I get it. Those people have had that for a long, long time, but I'm telling you, there's something that's growing from the ground up, you know? Oh, and I believe so, so as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's, okay. So um, give me one more time as we wrap up, what, you know, um, what specials do you, do you have special, when's your next class? How, what, how does someone get a hold of you? Let's. Oh, goodness. Uh, the March 19th to 20th. Uh, no, we, or we, we're already past March 19th to 20th. Sorry, that was last <laughs> weekend. Uh, April 30th, May 3rd through April 30th and May 1st, I believe, may be sold out at this point. There may be a few seats left in there or some stuff opened up. And then it's if you go to powderx.com and click the training page, it yeah. has the full list of. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the. No, uh, it's okay. Let me, it I'll share me. my screen. Yeah, um, June 11th and 12th, July 16th and 17th. So, uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, classes and seminars. Okay, let me click yeah, on there, it and then I'll there. share my screen. So, yeah, the, yeah we have the... Uh, it's all listed up there. And if anybody can follow us on Facebook, and there's... Was because we're constantly coming on uh, on the PowderX Facebook, answering people's questions and all that. So we're always throwing out little how-to snippets and and whatever and then we're always putting the uh, the class stuff there oh well, look at you go see how yeah how all fancy that. that is yeah so go to powder x and or call them and stuff um oh there you go sold out yeah 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 oh wow so many more coming up i mean that usually comes up at least once or once every two weeks on the uh, Facebook groups and stuff is, you know, about training or when the next training is. So, um, yeah, we try, I, I, they convinced me this year because we were even in the pandemic stuff, but, uh, we, these things are always sold out. So they were like, let's go more often. And they're still always sold out. So we just, yeah. So we've got April. Well, there's a, I think, so it looks like we're skipping May. And then June, July, August, September, October, November, and December. And we're running those around November, December 
away from that's in conjunction with the fact that we'll be at Fabtech, we'll be at SEMA, we'll have booths at both of those places. And that is that that doesn't even include the uh, the on the road schedule for the things that we'll be doing that are probably more of a of a midweek. You know, that's I'm uh, we're still trying to figure that one out. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. The one day seminar, uh, the how to whatever stuff, just try to figure out if we're going to do what day of the week to do those on. So um, I know what. You think SEMA is going to go? Oh yeah, I think SEMA will this go. year. Yeah, I think SEMA. I'd like to go. I think SEMA will go more so. I'm I'm more convinced SEMA will go than I am Fabtech because Fabtech's in Chicago, and mm-hmm. I heard in Vegas. But Vegas is Vegas is for a large part open a lot, like it, it's a lot lot open now. You know maybe. And, and God, that's still such a long way away, man. It's November, and if you think of how much stuff has changed since, you know, just in the last month or so, I, I have, I have hope. You know what? I'm a big college football fan. I want to go watch Alabama play this year with a big crowd of people. So let's get to that point. So um, hopefully, we'll get. Hopefully, with all this vaccine happening and everything else, we'll get we'll get it taken care of. I hope again that. Uh, I hope that SEMA goes off. I really do. There's, yeah. There's been a lot of changes in the last few months with vaccines and rates and this, that, and other. And I just think everybody's kind of tired of being tired and locked up and and whatever. So hopefully, um, hopefully we'll be able to do some do some trade shows this year. We're 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 looking forward to it. I missed those last year. I love SEMA. Love, you know, we do SEMA. I spend a lot of time uh, talking to folks there that that have, have seen us online or talked to us about whatever. We get to see a lot of folks at, at that as well as Fabtech. So it's always, it's always fun. It's in, man, and you can't go wrong. It's cars, right? So it's, right. I, it, it's always really fast cars and really cool stuff. So, and Vegas. So, well, yeah. Know, what be, what better way to spend a week? It's always fun there. Yeah. And it, yeah, uh, I I would like, I was, we were anticipating doing that in 2020, you know, checking it out and stuff. We're a member, but uh, just, yeah. So I did the online one. I don't know. That was. Yeah, that's uh, kind of like, eh, not kind of, kind of not like really the same. He's. It works, but it's like, eh, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, I, I could have seen all this on YouTube, right? I could have just watched last year's show and walked through it or whatever. So, and wow. it, to their to their defense, everybody was, everybody did what they could to try to. They made an attempt, and I yeah, to make an attempt at it. Yeah. But yeah, that beats that beats hell out of not attempted anything, right? It beats mm-hmm. just standing there. So, yeah. God bless them for trying that anyway. I think for me as a user, it was like they just didn't have the training or like if you could just train somebody how to go, you know, navigate it, you know, it probably would have been a better user experience. I mean, the platform was beautiful. It functioned. Uh, but what happened in between all of that? And then they only left the um you know, they they only left the content up there for like not even a week. 
And I was just like, by the time I got back to it, it was gone. And I'm like, all these great lectures and, you know, panels and stuff seemed really interesting to me, but they took it down. Like they didn't even, you know, at least leave it up there for a month. So you could kind of come back and watch. Yeah. It. But for so much, or for X amount of dollars, you could probably buy recordings of those things. So you right. I mean, what's the harm in that, you know? Um, so, yeah, we we attempted to do. A, I think we were going to do a virtual one of our seminars virtually, and I learned really quickly that from a technology standpoint, there are so many tools that you need to do things yeah. right, and it be right to customers and be friendly enough. So that's then that's what we were coming to say. Okay, so how do we do this? Did it actually be live, or how do we do it and it's recorded? And then how do you ask questions? And how do you how do you make it where people can see it later? And, and, and it was just, yeah, it was a bit of a, it's a bit of a train wreck. Tried to figure it out and it just wasn't, yeah, you know, just technology is not my thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm about to help people go make money. I'm not, I don't get, I, I get a new phone every year and I don't even know how to do none of it. I just bring it in and hand it to one of my kids and like, Hey, how about, set up my phone or stuff in my car or whatever they actually <laughs> help you i got no help at all <laughs> I mean, they just laugh and i, I think I they make it you as a kid i taught you everything i know you can't help me figure out how instagram works yeah like, <laughs> like I've, got, I've got tiktok on my phone and i've never ticked nor talk i don't even know what I, would, I wouldn't know what to do with any of it yeah i heard a couple of powder coaters are on there now um you know, it's it's a great buzz generator, I think. I'm not sure about making sales. I mean, so far we've been doing, we finally just mastered just getting in Instagram sales going, you know. Um, but I don't think TikTok's for that just yet. We'll see. No, you know, I, I, I'm lucky. I'm surrounded by some really good marketing people and they're all a lot more, they're a lot younger and a lot more talented than I am at those things. They know how you know, they, they've got a lot of those things figured out, figured out. So I just let them, yeah. I let them go do it. I, you know, it's some, I, I still find some of it interesting when you get into like the geo fencing and, and the geo targeting and some of those really cool things. I liked, I know enough about those just to be dangerous, but to at least know that they exist. And I understand why when I talk about shoes, or my wife talks about shoes in front of me that suddenly I get Christian Louis Vuitton ads or whatever popping up on my heart. Right. Oh no, I'm like, wow, this happened. So um, it's, it's crazy. The, the technology is, Hey, but you know what? It's, it's, it's a fun world. It's, it's instant gratification in it. Yeah. And instant information, which is the good part. That's why they want it given to them in their screen they don't want to have to search for it anymore you know but, hey i had to pilot a van with people i didn't know and go visit people to learn how to do this in the 80s so you know hey i could have ended up on the the next 48 or something at some point <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to work it seemed to work out uh but yeah so now it, it is it's so much easier to get the info yeah it, it is and it, it, it but it's can be you can I have spent many of days just getting lost on my website, just adding content or fixing this or that. I mean, it, it can be a time sucker too. If yes. you, you know, if you want, if you have the time or the, the obsession, I think it's kind of more for me. It's just like an obsession for me and I just get sucked into it. 
you know, it intrigues me to see if it will work or if you pull this chain, will X, Y, and Z happen, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, um, and I, 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 you know, to wrap that up and to wrap, you know, up this whole topic of powder coating and, you know, pulling that chain and making X, Y, Z happen, it's, it takes a lot, <laughs> you know, behind the scenes stuff. It's not that easy. And I, I thank you for being out there. Of course, shout out to Liz Epps for connecting us and stuff. I love her. She's helped me so much with our business and, and just overall great woman to um, promote the business in general um, and really have a heart in it. You know. Oh, and backing my story up to the the gentleman that started the Linex Corporation that was my first business partner. I started this with that was actually Liz's dad. That oh, was, really? Was that it? was George Epps. That was Mr. Epps. That's how I met. That's how I met Liz. He was looking for someone to to join that venture with, and she was like, "Hey, I've heard about this dude. Like, I've seen him online. I've seen some of the different things that he's done, or whatever." And then she reached out, never matter. She reached out to me and then put me in contact with her dad. And then here we are, 20. Yeah, what a visionary he was to even think of that, you know, to know how powerful, like, the future of powder coating would be or, you know. just He was was an entrepreneur. I mean, Mr. Epps passed away two or three years ago. He's, I mean, he was in his 90s, but he he was back then, he's in his 70s. But he was, he was entrepreneurial and that he was always looking for that next, hey, what if we go do this? And hey, what if we go do that? Hey, what yeah. if we go do this? Which was great because at the point that we did what we did with this, nobody done it. So it was it was a way outside of the box thing. You know, he was revolutionary enough to see some of those things, and I was stubborn enough to just make it happen and, <laughs> or stupid enough to you know, not realize when things are going wrong. Uh, but you know, so the, the combination worked out pretty well. Yeah. It takes a visionary to, to see that and, you know, just what they've done with the powder coating online and just putting, you know, information about suppliers together on a website to make it easy. Cause like, again, where would we be without that? You know, it's one of the busiest clicked on websites in powder coating today, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's all great. We all benefit from that website on one way or another. Right. And yes. That's uh, the vision that he had and she continues and carries on with. So um, thank you, Liz. <laughs> She's probably sitting on a beach in South Alabama. Right? <laughs> or working on her house. I and mean, you're sitting out here, you're at a beach in Hawaii. I'm, it's raining in Nashville. I got think I got the worst end of this whole bit. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the show, uh, Joey Golliver from Powder X. So happy to have you, um, and uh, look forward to seeing you maybe at SEMA or one of these events or expos or whatever in the future, and meeting you in first person. Yeah, anytime, any subject, any whatever. I'm 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 always up for chatting with folks. So yeah, any anything that we can do to help anybody, uh just check out powderx.com to look out the website, to look at the the different schedules, all that. Follow us on Facebook, whatever. If you come see me somewhere, come up and say hello and awesome. We'll okay, well great. Here. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you All so right. much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Anytime. Okay. Bye. See ya.